Welcome to Smart Creation, the podcast, an invitation to explore the potential of sustainable fashion. Every other Wednesday, Adrian, your host, talks to key players in the fashion industry to discover new products and understand the challenges behind offering more responsible fashion and learn the solution available today. This podcast is brought to you by Première Vision, the leading event organizer for fashion professionals. To find out more, go to www.premiervision.com. Discover and enjoy. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening Smart Creation, the podcast. Today, I am welcoming Marwa Zamare. She's senior advisor in apparel and textile industry. Hello, Marwa. How are you? Hello, Ed Brown. I'm great. Thank you for having me today. You're welcome. Um, to begin with, uh, could you please uh, present yourself and guide us through your career journey, please? Absolutely. It never ceases to surprise me that it has been 18 years that I'm in the apparel and textile industry. And it has been a roller coaster ride filled with ups and downs, adventures, tons of learning, and so much personal and professional growth. I started at the bottom uh, from weaving carpets to retail sales. And after I graduated from Amsterdam Fashion Academy back in 2007, I was super enthusiastic to enter the glamorous world of fashion, especially the buying, uh, to work closely with the fabrics, designers, visit the manufacturers around the world, and really get a grip on the ins and outs of the supply chain. What provoked your interest in sustainability? Well, parallel to working full-time job, I was also enrolled in a master's degree in governance studies, uh, where I could delve into the economic, legal, legal, political, and social aspects of the government administration. So by doing this, it really broadened my perspective and opened my eyes to the pressing environmental, social, and governance issues that are in the world. Uh, I started to connect the dots and began to see clearly uh, the impact it had on the apparel and textile industry. Then around that time, Rana Plaza happened, and all of a sudden, the glamour of the industry was very much overrated uh, to me. I started feeling like I was implicated in the exploitation of the workers, the manufacturers, I was contributing to environmental harm and also the human rights violations. As the years rolled by, I got to know more and more about sustainability, but it was such a tricky, big topic. There were so many brands talking about sustainability, but there was so little uh, information available. There was no science-based targets, no proper means to measure there were no legislations, no alignments with the ESG requirements. So basically, everybody was claiming they are sustainable, but there was no verification of the claims. There was just a big decentralized mess with companies relying on paper chain of custody. It was too easy to counterfeit. There were unwarranted certifications and people were just pouring a lot of money into auditing firms. That was only presenting what the clients wanted to hear. So I saw an enormous potential for positive change in the industry. And having worked pretty much in every corner of the fashion industry, from mill production all the way to retail sales, uh, I was lucky enough to develop this full picture of the industry that led me to where I am today as a senior advisor in fashion. Great. C can you tell us about your current role uh, and organization? Definitely. 
I'm very proud to be working at Orting, which is a leading company in the world in verification of origin of raw materials. We have harnessed the power of science to provide traceability solution and overcome one of the crucial challenges in the fashion industry's complex global supply chain. And in my current role as a senior advisor for the fashion vertical, I'm involved in business development, introducing global brands to top-notch traceability solution that is carefully crafted to enhance their ethical sourcing practices and comply with their regulations. Okay. And, and what is the big goal for you? Uh, the big goal with Oritain is to verify the origin of raw materials that can support eradicate the risk of sourcing, uh, for example, forced labor cotton, um, leather from areas of deforestation, uh, fibers such as wool, mohair, cashmere from farms where you might have animal welfare concerns. So having a robust scientific traceability uh, to understand the origin of your raw material can really empower brands uh, to play with confidence that they are ethically sourcing and also build trust with the end consumers. Great, fantastic. I would like, you know, to have this, uh, um, your definition of the concept of traceability, transparency, sustainable fashion, that's, that's such big words. Uh, I'd like to have your, your definition. What are your definition of those words? Yeah, it's indeed big words. And, um, and, and in my own words, if I have to explain traceability in the apparel industry is verifying the origin of raw materials, which should always be the starting point uh, to understand where something has come from. Uh, then you map the journey of that product from its origin to the consumer. Transparency involves openly sharing this information with all stakeholders, uh, with public, the consumers. Um, and sustainability fa uh, in fashion ties these concepts together, aiming for an industry that is environmentally friendly, socially responsible, and economic economically viable. Fantastic. Um, who are your, your, your main clients and what, uh, what is your mission for them? Can you provide us uh, some case studies you, you did for them? Definitely. Um, we are working closely with some of the world's biggest brands, retailers, manufacturers, and even government and customs and border protection. In recent years, Ortein has hit major milestones, partnering with industry leaders like Patagonia, Lacoste, La Florent, and becoming the official traceability partner of Cotton USA. While majority of our partnerships are confidential and can't be shared, these are uh, the ones in the public space that I can share with you. Moreover, we have teamed up with Bero Veritas, Deloitte, Forensic Rents Alliance to offer our clients a solid network of operational support, consultancy, and risk management. So yeah, the mission is eradicating risk of forced labor, tinted cotton in their supply chain, and to comply with the legislations and the growing demand for ethical sourcing. Um, I would like to, to talk about the, the regulatory landscape or have regulation concerning traceability, transparency, and sustainability has evolved and is evolving now in, in the United States and in Europe. Uh, well, addressing this topic could uh, take an entire session on its own given uh -huh. the continuous evolution uh, and the regulations, particularly in US and in EU. 
Um, so to narrow it down, let's focus on sustainability, specifically the social component, which delves into human rights. Um, in this context, the U.S. has imposed a ban on products made entirely or partially from cotton produced through forced labor. This ban is enforced by the U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Um, so if there's any suspicion that the goods are linked to forced labor, those shipments can be detained or even seized. On the other hand, in Europe, we have a more layered approach with multiple legislations. Currently, there are 16 legislations in the EU focusing on sustainability. A couple of notable ones include the EU Corporate Sustainability Due Diligence Directive and the EU Forced Labor Ban Directive, EU Acting on Global Deforestation and Forest Degradation. Additionally, individual European countries have their own regulations. For instance, Norway introduced the Transparency Act in 2001. Germany has the Supply Chain Due Diligence Act, and France has the Corporate Duty of Vigilance Law. So there's a lot happening policy-wise, and it's crucial for brands and suppliers to be aware and ready for these shifts. Okay, what specific regulation will brands need to adhere to, um, to in the coming months, years? Actually, all of them, because this is a law. Compliance is mandatory by the law. So the best strategy is for brands to fully understand what these laws means and proactively take steps to ensure compliance. Not following the regulations could result in shipment seizures, product recalls, there could be financial penalties, loss of business and damage to reputation. So ignoring or trying to avoid regulations, especially at the risk of getting caught, is not reflecting an ethical business practice. All right. Can you give me some more example? Absolutely. A significant shift for the EU, for example, is the deforestation regulation that has come into effect, giving the companies 18 months to achieve compliance. This law, the Green Claim Law, requires companies to ensure their products do not contribute to deforestation or forest degradation. What we know from several reports that more than 100 global fashion brands may have ties with Amazon deforestation. Despite the fact that none of these companies have deliberately chosen to source the raw materials from such activity. Also, the brands will now need to prove their supply chains are free from deforestation. This means full transparency from the forest to the storefront. It, it is not optional anymore. These laws are mandatory and it's part of doing business in the future. Fantastic. And do you have example uh, a bit more focused on, uh, on the US? Certainly. So for the US, there is the Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act, which is already in effect, and it's enforced by the US Customs and Border Protection. The names of the companies of which the shipments have been seized or being seized is not disclosed. But let me give you an example of how it applies to the global brands. So we'll take an example of a UK brand. They're buying their fabrics from a country that is typically known as an ethically source for buying. So this company buys their fabric, but before it's shipped off to the US, it's found that they have cotton associated with forced labor. So under the Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act and the ban on Turkmenistan cotton, there is a real danger that this shipment could get stopped. 
This leaves the brand with goods ready to be sold, but they can unfortunately not ship it to the USA, resulting in loss of production costs and sales. So despite the supplier being in a safe country, there are still risks. And for the brand, it basically means a huge financial impact. Even if the supplier offers to replace the fabric with new fabric, with a fabric that is uh, certified or from which the origin is verified, the financial impact goes beyond just the materials and the production cost. So there's potential revenue from sales also at stake. To avoid such issues in the future, the brand now needs to establish a much solid traceability system and verify the origin claims. The takeaway here is clear. These regulations have a wide impact. Even though the regulation is in the US, the fabric is sourced in a safe country and the brand is in the UK. We see that the regulations apply to almost everybody in every country. If you're a brand selling globally, if you're a supplier supplying to global brands, everybody must ensure compliance because their business depends on it. Fantastic. If we want to go further on this uh, on this topic, what should we do? Well, I would love to go further on this topic and unpack these issues for now. So we'll bring more insights and discussions to Premier Vision Talks on February 6th in 2024. Make sure to save the date and join us for a deeper understanding. We will have experts on legislations. We'll have somebody who is very well familiar with the U.S. legislations, U.S. Customs and Border Protection, and how these laws is enforced in the USA. We will have a brand from USA that would share best practices on how they are complying with the regulations. So we can take those best practices and learn from it on how we should comply in Europe as well, but also how the suppliers, global suppliers, could comply with it. Fantastic. I'd be there. Could you give us some uh, some best practice for educating and engaging the fashion industry around the, these topics for both uh, industry players and and, con- and and consumers? Absolutely. Uh, educating and engaging the fashion industry as well as the end consumers around the sustainability and ethical practices is crucial. So some practices, um, best practices would be attending workshops, seminars, um, engaging with regulatory bodies, Uh, to stay updated with the latest regulations and standards. But you can also partner with your suppliers for a joint approach, uh, consult with NGOs, conduct risk assessments, start mapping your supply chain, um, do your supply chain due diligence, and maybe also internal training uh, to the staff or hiring specialized staff. So overall, and the legislations has to be prioritized in businesses. Uh, the essence, uh, the key is to be well-informed, involved, and prepared. Of course. Uh, what are the biggest challenges in the coming years regarding these topics? The biggest challenges businesses will face are implementing the sustainability practices that comply with the regulations. The industry has been voluntarily committing to SDG goals But uh, since it was not mandatory, the deadline for achieving were often postponed. They kept shifting to later and later. Uh, The investment required for monitoring and the reporting mechanism is crucial. So as sustainability claims need to be 
verified. And it might sound like another obligation for businesses, but actually it's an opportunity for businesses to gain competitive advantage and conduct ethical business. Fortunately, innovative technologies are now available to support them, and it's time to walk the talk and invest where it matters. Okay. Can you share uh, any upcoming project or collaboration that you are excited about? Um, it, oh, definitely. I'm super excited to uh, mention that Arkane has um, recently raised CRC funding, where we secured an impressive $57 million dollars. This capital boost has led to significant operational changes. It has created an excellent opportunity for us to extend our innovation um, to businesses large and small, uh, tailored to meet their specific needs. I'm very excited to be part of the solution now, helping the industry comply with the legislations and meet the growing consumer demand for ethical sourcing. To give some examples, Artin technology verifies the origin of raw materials that can support eradicate the risk of sourcing forced labor, cotton, and leather from areas of deforestation, wool, mohair, cashmere from farms where you might have any, um, animal welfare concerns. So having a robust scientific traceability solution can empower brands to claim with confidence. And I welcome the businesses to connect with me and discuss prospects of a collaboration. Fantastic. Let's move to the quick rapid fire question if you want. What do you want to close the door to in our industry? I want to close the door on forced labor cotton, on leather sourced from deforestation, uh, animal abuse, greenwashing, and overproduction. And how do you do, how do, you do that? I mean, we all want to stop this, but uh, at the end of the day... Um, Yeah, how can, we, how can we avoid that? So in big life, we have regulations now that we have uh, applied with. So it has become mandatory. Then the implementation of it, the businesses could do a supply chain uh, due diligence. So they would really understand not only their tier one, but all the way to tier three, four. So where the raw materials come from, where it has been sourced. That already helps a lot to prevent um, the sourcing unethically. Um, then when it comes to greenwashing, they would need uh, to have much better um, tools in place and to communicate it carefully instead of overselling their sustainability initiatives to have a more holistic approach on the on their production, on their supply chain, and through traceability, through transparency, eventually they will get to sustainability. Hmm. Uh, what are your favorite initiative crushes in the industry at the moment? My favorite initiative is the growing demand for ethical sourcing practices. Okay. <laughs> and and yeah, you can you can you can feel it. You can we can see it in the figures. Uh, what what make you telling this? Uh, what makes me tell this is we see it not only on the brand side, we also see it on the supply side. Hmm. Everybody is now working towards ethical sourcing so they are understanding better where they're sourcing from they are asking 
for the certification. They're asking for evidence where it's coming from um, because eventually the consumers would want to know where something comes from. The consumers don't wake up in the morning and wonder, but if the label would say this has been sourced from a forced labor risk region or this has been sourced from an area of deforestation, then the consumer would not want it. Sure. Um, where do you look for inspiration? In which uh, other industry or do you stay ahead of the game actually? Uh, I would say aerospace mm -hmm. and bring civilians to the space. We sure can trace the origin of our materials. I'm quoting our CEO, Grant Cochran. He always says, if you can put a man on the moon, you can sure trace your product's origin. <laughs> That's true. Um, what is the last piece of clothing you bought? It was maternity wear. I surrendered to my bum at the end. There was no way around it. Hmm. Congratulations. You're Thank pregnant you. now? I just gave birth to a little girl. It was my second wow. daughter. Fantastic. Congratulations. Uh, who is the personality you would like to listen to in this podcast? I am very much drawn to Livia Furt from EcoAge uh, for her bold, impactful approach. Uh, she is a change maker, a humanitarian who truly understands the apparel textile industry. Uh, she's very refreshing uh, because she leaves the politics behind and speaks her truth, um, a quality that resonates personally to me and I believe to many other individuals in the industry. So we could use more examples like her. Fantastic. Uh, I, I had the luck to interview uh, Livia uh, already, but uh, uh, I, I cannot uh, agree more. Thank you very much for your time, uh, Marwa, uh, and your insights. And uh, we will see you at Première Vision uh, in February, right? In February. Thank you for having me again. You're welcome. Have a lovely day and, and take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast till the end. If you want to support this initiative, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you follow. Just click on the subscribe button, rate it five stars, and leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to share the podcast on your favorite social media. Thank you for listening to Smart Creation, the podcast, an invitation to explore the potential of sustainable fashion. 